Hello and welcome to this week's Skeptical Reporter. My name is Miruna from the Skeptics in Romania podcast and I'm bringing you news on science and skepticism from around the world. A stretch of interstate in northern Kentucky may soon be the official capital for creationists across the globe. Online-only institution the Creation Science Hall of Fame hopes to establish a real-life creationism center located between the Creation Museum and planned creationism theme park Ark Encounter. The Hall of Fame website was launched in February and honors those who honored God's words as literally written in Genesis. Any scientist who the institution believes furthers the scientifically inaccurate idea that God created the world 6,000 years ago can be included. There are several creationism institutions in the U.S., including another creation museum in Texas and a mobile museum that takes fossil exhibits to churches and schools. The Hall of Fame would solidify Northern Kentucky as the Center for Creation Tourism. The institution's website honors 104 deceased male scientists, including Leonardo da Vinci, Michael Faraday, and Guillermo Marconi. U.S. health researchers have issued a new warning concerning Ayurvedic medicine after a risk of lead poisoning has been documented in pregnant women who consume the traditional pills. New York City health authorities probed six cases since last year of women, all but one born in India, who encountered problems due to Ayurvedic medicine, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention said. The pills, none made in the United States, are occasionally contaminated during manufacturing, but some are a rasa shastra, the Indian practice of intentionally adding metals, minerals or gems to medicine. The medicines are advertised as helping with pregnancy and at least one boasted that it would boost the chances of having a boy instead of a girl, said the report by the U.S. government health organization. The products contained up to 2.4% lead and some also contained mercury and arsenic, which are also considered dangerous for consumption. In China, several parents have leveled fraud charges against the organizer of a 100,000 yuan or $15,000 summer course that promised to teach their children to read a book in less than 20 seconds, local media reported. The organizer, the Shanghai Xin Yu Education Training Center, advertised that it could help students learn to identify a playing card while blindfolded, among other feats of extrasensory perception or ESP. Parents were later shocked to find that their children had not mastered ESP but how to do magic tricks. About 30 children between 7 and 17 years old took part in the course which was taught out of a makeshift classroom in a hotel in Qingpu district. On the last day of the course, a teacher with a microphone checked how many students had mastered the skills according to the newspaper. I found that my child learned nothing except how to cheat, a parent surnamed Yang told the media. Since 2008, the makers of Your Baby Can Read Learning System have made $185 million from parents who hoped that the product could indeed help their infant get a head start on becoming a voracious reader. Now the company has to forfeit all that money after the FTC filed false advertising charges against it, its former CEO and its creator. In infomercials that ran for several years, the folks behind Your Baby Can Read claimed that through the use of videos, flashcards and pop-up books, children as young as 9 months old could learn how to read. The company stated in its ads that these claims were backed up by scientific studies, but the FTC complaint alleges that the defendants failed to provide competent and reliable scientific evidence that babies can learn how to read using the $200 program. 
And now let's look at some news in science. US astronaut Neil Armstrong, the first man on the moon, has died at age 82. A statement from his family says he died from complications from heart surgery he had earlier this month. He set foot on the moon on the 20th of July 1969, famously describing the event as one small step for a man, one giant leap for mankind. US President Barack Obama said Armstrong was among the greatest of American heroes, not just of his time, but of all time. Last November, he received the Congressional Gold Medal, the highest U.S. civilian award. He was the commander of the Apollo 11 spacecraft. More than 500 million TV viewers around the world watched its touchdown on the lunar surface. In a statement, his family praised him as a reluctant American hero who had served his nation proudly as a Navy fighter pilot, test pilot, and astronaut. In a major development, Bionic Vision Australia researchers have successfully performed the first implantation of an early prototype bionic eye with 24 electrodes. The patient, Diane Ashworth, has profound vision loss due to retinitis pigmentosa, an inherited condition. She has now received what she calls a pre-bionic eye implant that enables her to experience some vision. A passionate technology fan, Miss Ashworth was motivated to make a contribution to the Bionic Eye Research Program. I didn't know what to expect, but all of a sudden I could see a little flash. It was amazing. Every time there was stimulation, there was a different shape that appeared in front of my eye, Miss Ashworth said. Professor Emeritus David Pennington, chairman of Bionic Vision Australia, said, These results have fulfilled our best expectations, giving us confidence that with further development we can achieve useful vision. Much still needs to be done in using the current implant to build images for Miss Ashworth. The next big step will be when we commence implants of the full devices. The first song ever played from Mars was broadcast on the 28th of August from NASA's Curiosity rover on the Red Planet. The concert represented the world premiere of the appropriately named song Reach for the Stars by the rapper and songwriter Will I Am. It was beamed via radio signal about 241 million kilometers back to Earth from Curiosity's landing spot on Mars's Gale Crater. The point of the song is to remind people that anything is possible if you discipline yourself and dedicate yourself and stand for something, the musician said from the Curiosity Mission Control Center at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory in Pasadena, California. The music arrived there during an educational event held for students from the Los Angeles neighborhood where Will I Am grew up. If a man thinks a command, a flying drone will obey. A Chinese team has shown how to control a quadrotor robot using brain signals alone. The researchers from the Zhejiang University used a commercial EEG headset to interpret brain signals as commands for the hovering drone, according to new scientists. They released a video showing how a man in a wheelchair can tell the drone where to go. Only a taste of what they will present at the ubiquitous computing conference in September. Sample commands include moving the drone forward by thinking right or turning it clockwise by thinking left. The human user can even blink both eyes to tell the drone to snap a picture. The Chinese researchers first envisioned using the mind-controlled drones to empower disabled people or hold friendly aerial battles between drones. But it's not hard to imagine a more refined version of the technology that could possibly allow soldiers to order around a swarm of much smaller drones on future battlefields. And now, in local news from Romania, we learned that a report from the Student ARC organization through their project Clean Romania shows that Romania's universities are reluctant to reveal plagiarism within the educational institutions. Out of 50 universities that received a request to offer information about plagiarism, only four answered. The student organization's presentation explains, We wanted to see what the ethics commissions had done in the universities during the last school year, how many cases were investigated, how many sanctions given. We sent official information 
admission requests to 50 universities. All but four refused to answer. This was Miruna for The Skeptical Reporter. This show was recorded today, the 31st of August, 2012. Thank you for listening.